Welcome to Crossview Radio, weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. I recently did a two-part series entitled, Why Can't We All Get Along? And in that series, we discussed the theological reason why we have conflict, and that's obviously laid out in James chapter 4, as well as really the biblical solution to conflict. And one of the things that uh, I want to reemphasize is uh, the reality, and we did touch on this, but the reality that peace can become an idol for us so that we love peace and reconciliation more than we love Christ. And I shared the Spurgeon quote uh, where he says this, I looked at Christ and the dove of peace flew into my heart. I looked at the dove and it flew away. And along with that quote, we, we looked a little bit about how scripture reminds us that peace is a byproduct of something else. So we must pursue God first, pursue God himself, and then he creates and generates peace within our hearts. And so uh, I come to this episode today, uh, assuming that you have a little bit of a foundation in really understanding the theological underpinnings of the human problem of conflict. And so assuming that we kind of share this starting point, I want to really narrow our focus a little bit today and talk about a, con- a, a concept that's that's very closely related to uh, relational conflict, and and that's the the concept of forgiveness within a biblical uh, worldview. Now, as is always the case, uh, we're going to look to God for direction in this area. And one of the things I want to remind us of, and sometimes I try to reflect this uh, in in the way that I um, preach and teach and and, um, even do this uh, podcast here, but if you look particularly at Paul's writings, a lot of times what he will do is he will spend uh, the first half of, let's say, for example, the book of Ephesians, and he'll be doing a lot more of uh, kind of the, the rich uh, doctrinal theology, the statements of uh, our status in Christ, and all those kinds of truths. And He saves really for the second half of that book of Ephesians and and other books, Romans as well. Um, He saves for that second half more of the commands and the imperatives. Um, And I think what Paul is doing when he does that is he wants to say, hey, look, these are all the deep theological truths that we can know about God and about our relationship with God. And out of that flows our obedience and our, um, you know, adhering to uh, the Word of God. And so you have uh, you have this truth: God is, you know, this character trait. And then because of that, I ought to live in this kind of a way. And so this podcast this week and next week is is hopefully going to be a little bit like that. And so this week, uh, I'm not going to focus as much on the practical side as much as I am a little bit of um, background for uh, forgiveness. Um, and I really want to start with uh, Colossians chapter 3. And I hope to demonstrate that the gospel is necessary in finding horizontal forgiveness. Um, the grace of God has manifested itself through the redemption that's available in Christ. 
And I want us to see how, how this really does come out vividly in Scripture. Colossians 3, 12 through 13 says this, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And you note there in particular that he says we must forgive as God has forgiven us. There's a second passage that's um, almost uh, you know exactly um, parallel to this. But in Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And then here it is, as God in Christ forgave you. So, so right away... We know that the forgiveness which has taken place through the, the gospel is the pattern for horizontal human forgiveness. And this is why I believe that if you are someone who is having a hard time forgiving someone else, you need to spend time meditating on how Christ forgave you. And I'm sure, uh, no doubt, you're familiar with a story from Matthew 18. I'm going to read this passage <clears throat> uh, a little bit longer here, but Matthew 18, 21 through 35, uh, we read this. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold, with his wife and children and all that he had, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him... The master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and seizing him began to choke him saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. There are a number of points that we can really make from this text, but there's one point in particular that I'd like to, to bring out, and that is this. You will never be required to forgive someone more than God has forgiven you. The debt that we owe to God is more than the debt that anyone owes to us. And this has got to frame our thought on this issue. This is how, you know, you read this story um, here in uh, Matthew 18. This is how foolish we look to God when we refuse to extend forgiveness to our brothers and sisters. When someone comes up to me and asks for forgiveness and I withhold that from them, it's as foolish as this this parable of uh, this this master and this servant and all that's going on with this lack of forgiveness. We're, we're tempted... To, uh, to, to view this a little bit differently. That is to say, we're tempted to view uh, our own lack of forgiveness differently. 
because, and I think the reason for that is because we're tempted to see our own sin as less than it really is. Only when you see yourself as completely bankrupt are you able to extend forgiveness to others. Why? Because only then are you living in constant dependence upon the daily grace offered by Christ. Only then can you clearly see your own sin, and then you have the right perspective by which you can see the sins uh, of others. I mean, imagine the worst possible sin that someone could commit against you. Um, I mean, let's just say someone, you know, murders uh, your best friend or family member or whatever. If you were to measure the amount of sin that they have committed against you and then compare that to the amount of sin that you've committed against God, you would have sinned against God far more than that person would have sinned against you. And so the call here really is to extend that same pattern of forgiveness to others. Take uh, Romans 5.10, for instance. We read this, For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. And the point of that passage you know, um, emphasizes the fact that God reconciled us to himself, not while we were his friends. You know, God did not say, clean up your life first, then come to me, and then we'll talk about forgiveness. God extended forgiveness and reconciliation to me through Jesus Christ when I was his enemy, when I had my fist in his face saying, I will not serve you. It was in that moment that God said, I will forgive you. And he saved me. And that's the case for all of us. We ought to, therefore, forgive others as God has forgiven us. We ought to forgive in this same kind of a way. We ought to forgive others when it seems as if their sin is unforgivable. But there's one more thing uh, that I want to note about this. Not only are we to extend forgiveness uh, in the same way that Christ has forgiven us, but I also want us to note that this whole idea of doing that is a standard that is too high for us to attain. I can't do what I'm being commanded to do. Let's face it. All of us have experienced at least a moment in our lives where someone has sinned against us, and the last thing we wanted to do was to forgive them. We wanted them to be punished, to be hurt, and to suffer. In fact, actually, if you look at the times, and every once in a while it's interesting to me because you'll see something like this pop up in the news where someone just committed a horrible sin, maybe they murdered uh, a relative or something, and, and, and this doesn't happen a lot, but every once in a while, you know, you'll see this was committed against a Christian, and the Christian will come out and say, because of Christ, I forgive you. And there almost is a sense by just kind of the spectators, the people who were not involved in this in any way, there's almost a sense in which those spectators are kind of offended by that. Like, what kind of person could actually forgive in this kind of manner? Like, that's not normal for a person to be able to do that. And and really, the answer to that, again, comes back to, uh, to the gospel and the vertical reconciliation that we've uh, had with God. It's going to take grace 
to give you the ability to overcome that and extend forgiveness, to overcome that animosity and that hatred. It's going to take grace to change your desires and to give you the heart to want to forgive others, to actually be eager to forgive. Forgiveness ought to be a regular part of your life. By the way, the church is not a place that will be absent of conflict. Church is a place that will actually be full of conflict, but also full of regular biblical forgiveness and reconciliation. I I think uh, that one mark of a healthy church is not a church absent of conflict, but a church that is regularly seeking reconciliation for grievances and wrongs committed against one another. So where are we going to go to get this kind of grace? Let's look at Hebrews 4, uh, verse 16. So let us then with confidence draw near the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And of course, this is not a passage that's unique to forgiveness. It's where we go whenever we need grace in any area of life. God is the source of grace. And so here's my point. You can't forgive without God. And you cannot forgive unless you've been forgiven. The vertical forgiveness in the gospel paves the way for horizontal forgiveness between people. And so next week, Lord willing, uh, we plan on looking at kind of the practical implications of forgiveness. How can I practically, um, you know, live this out with my neighbor, with my spouse, with the person uh, that sits next to me at church, whoever it might be? How can I actually do this uh, and implement the uh, forgiveness that I'm supposed to be implementing? Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com. 